none of those decisions are easy. I suppose, John, uh, I'm here five and a half years in Leitrim, and I have to say I enjoyed every moment of my time here. It's just for personal reasons, then I had to consider what was the right option for me next and to look at opportunities arose in the southeast and I, I just said I threw in the hat and the outcome is that look I was successful. And the role of a county manager in Leitrim say compared to Kilkenny where you're going, will that vary and differ greatly? Well to be honest with you, the role of county management anywhere is actually place making. So your objective is to make the county the best place it can be for those that would choose to live, work, invest and visit there. So the job is the same no matter where you do it across thirty one local authorities in the Republic. Uh, I suppose the challenges are different, you know. Different counties have different strengths, different assets, uh, different issues. So you have to deal with the hand that you're dealt, really, and utilise the assets and the resources to best effect to make the place, the place the best place it could be. When you look back at your tenure in Leitrim, it was a strange time in many ways because you had the COVID pandemic, we had war in mainland Europe, we had a cost of living crisis, we had an accommodation crisis. You'll probably look back on those five and a half years and say... That was action-packed. Everybody is truly aware of what happened with COVID. You know, the Taoiseach spoke to us from the steps of Washington, if you recall, uh, back about the 12th of March uh, 2000. And he, he wouldn't have spoken from the steps of Washington if he could have been home. So it was, it was so urgent that he could address the nation. And then we had the pandemic, global pandemic that followed. And very uncertain times for, for people, obviously. Um, life-changing times uh, to live through a pandemic. That was obviously a challenge. It was like like every every other organisation. It obviously was a challenge for this organisation as well. But I have to say I'm very proud of the, the team here because they were very agile and adaptable. And they, they did excellent in the provision of services in very constrained conditions, to be quite honest, you know. But we're no different than anybody else in the, in the population, you know, or the, the people in the sense we face the same challenges ourselves as they faced. And I think government behaved extremely well during that and really sought, you know, to look after and to get everybody through it, uh, not only the people of Ireland, but the businesses of Ireland and all. And I think we had some part to play in that with the, you know, grant assistance, etc. So we're only willing and, to, willing and happy to do that, you know. So in the round, it went well, you know, uh, but it was obviously very uh, changing things. And it probably changed, I suppose, the pattern of work, as you know, and I mm-hmm. spoke to you previously on that about, you know, this idea of hybrid working and stuff. So it changed that. And you know, propelled us forward with with that kind of uh, an option going forward. You know, and then obviously we had the the war in Ukraine, which is a, a terrible situation. And you know, we have a lot of people who have come here, you know, to uh, to be safe. And in fairness to the people of Leitrim, they've given them a great welcome. Yeah. And per capita, we have uh, an awful lot of Ukrainians in the county, and uh, they seem to be enjoying their time here. So that was the. I suppose the second crisis to hit us, but as I said, I was blessed to have a very good council, um, you know, who themselves are very progressive and, you know, very strategic in their thinking. And again, the team here that work with me and the council, again, were excellent, you know. What would you say was the greatest achievement in that period of time? When I came here first, you know, um, myself and the team, you know, the management team had a chat with the council and just said we we felt we should be very strategic in our approach to the county to realise its strengths and its weaknesses and its assets and how to sweat those best to best effect. And we just felt we should have a very ambitious capital development programme. And for a county of this size, it's very, very sizable. So our, our capital investment programme over six years is £387 million, So that's an awful lot of money. But that came with some pain because we had to part fund some of it. So that led to, you know, the council having to make very hard decisions. In fairness to them, they, you know, they didn't uh, shirk on that responsibility. They made the hard decisions. 
that equipped us as a collective then to make a lot of applications to Dublin and we were very fortunate that government departments had funding streams that really suited us, whether that was under, you know, urban renewal, um, you know, or rural regeneration or town and village or claw or whatever. So we were very lucky that our applications had a huge success rate and it attracted a lot of money to the county. And you can see the effect of that throughout the entire county, you know, like, you know, obviously... Uh, the likes of Ballinamore now has got an urban renewal just completed, Manor Hamilton just completed, uh, Moho just about to start, Carrigan Shannon here. Major projects in the pipeline that are advancing at a pace. The likes of the SLNCR, which you'll be very familiar with, Sligo Teneskill, you know, a, a 74 kilometre greenway, you know, true Sligo, true Leitrim, true Cavan, true Fermanagh. We will lead that. That has a whole of government approval at the various highest levels, and it's probably a 40-plus million piece of infrastructure. That would be a huge game-changer uh, for all the counties that traverses through, and particularly here for North Leitrim. And then uh, as you come further south, like we have an ambition here, as you know, to construct a, a, a blue way uh, from Carrigan Shannon to Battle Bridge. And again, that would be very unique. So the idea is that that blue way will be probably four, four metres wide, sorry, 10 kilometres in length. And that would cater for walking and cycling. And it will be a signature project because the likes of it will never have been seen before to have a boardway walk on or adjacent to the River Shannon. So, look, what we had, a, what I'd describe as a bit of look and run, John, you know, it was all shoulders to the wheel and we had some successes. And I suppose not to forget then the likes of the Cary campus here in the sense that an opportunity arose for um, Leitrim County Council to acquire that mm. facility. Something that benefits all the counties. Yeah, yeah all, yeah, all counties will benefit from that, to be honest, not only just Leitrim, in the sense that, as you know, it was a major employer in the region when MBNA were there. It employed up to 1,200 people. Uh, it was beyond the capacity of Leitrim to service such a demand yeah. for staff. So, obviously, that reached into Cavan, to Longford, to Roscommon, to Sligo and Leitrim itself. So we would see that by securing the building and ensuring it remains for economic development, it will fulfil that regional function again. And, you know, as you know, Avant Money are the, um, you know, the, the anchor tenant there, employing in excess of 200 people. But, like, since we acquired it last November, um, basically there's three additional companies have gone in there, and we would see that growing and continue to grow. And probably in time, that facility would employ up to 800 people. One of the problems, if we can call it that, that you would have inherited here in Leitrim, would have very much focused in on planning and the unique regulations and planning with Leitrim due to the condition of the soil. How big of a challenge was that? Ah, look, at, look at, I had huge sympathy for the people of Leitrim. Like, you know, it's, uh, I'm a firm believer in people should be able to live where they want to live. I'm from the middle of the country myself, John. You know, unfortunately, the soil type in Leitrim was such that 89% of the soil in Leitrim would not support a septic tank system. And we're very restricted with EPA guidance and codes about, uh, you know, what they call the T-value or the permeability. And if the soil hasn't got the correct permeability, well, you just can't discharge the effluent to the ground. And that's been our problem. Now, the upside of that is practically every town and village in the county has a, a sewer scheme, but that doesn't allay the problems for anybody who really desperately wants to live, mm-hmm. you know, in the countryside. So what we have here and going at the moment is a project with Trinity College to identify, you know, can we come up with an alternate solution that will be acceptable? So that project is ongoing and it will involve e- evapotranspiration, if I can pronounce it right, you know, with the likes of willow beds and stuff. And, uh, and that is the subject of an EPA, um, you know, um, funded 
scheme as we, as we speak. There's been a fall in the commercial vacancy and recent figures have suggested that Leitrim at 16.8% at the minute. And in many ways that brings us on nicely to uh, an item or an issue that you were very keen on that, you know, the commercial buildings that would be lying empty, that there was going to be the rates reductions on those had to be addressed as well. I would consider myself quite passionate, John, about place making to be very honest with you, you know. And I see Leitrim County as a fabulous destination, but I see every town and village within it as a sub-destination, if you know what I mean. And like, if you think about how, you know, towns and villages have evolved, you know, I suppose it, it, you would start with the emergence of the car, because back in olden days, you know, we would have all went to the, you know, the grocery shop beside us to get our groceries. But so, you know, people then got cars and then, then the arrival of the big supermarkets. So now we were driving maybe 10 and 12 miles to a supermarket. So that had an effect. And on top of that, then you had out-of-town retail, which had an effect on town centres. And on top of that, then maybe you had a flight to suburbia by people who generally reside, resided in the town, you know. So, and then you had online shopping. And uh, so you had all these things, say, attacking what was really the lifeblood of these towns and villages. So... Really, I suppose, my aspiration, and the council shared this, was that we would have to do whatever it took to restore a function within uh, a town and the village, and, and working from the centre out to starting in the centre and working from there. Everybody judges places by their centre. It's the bottom line. If I ask you what do you think of London, you'll have images of the city centre. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So build it from your centre out. So we really had to ensure that we eradicated the dereliction as much as we could, that we invested the urban renewal, uh, we tackled, you know, vacancy. We incentivised private sector development. So it was an all-encompassing uh, view. And in, in every town and village, we kind of came at it from the point of view an under-one-roof approach. It didn't matter who owned the property, yes. what business that they were in. So, look, we've had some success there. Uh, I think the towns and villages in Leitrim look particularly well. They looked well before I ever came, but I think they're probably equally look very well today. And I think we are restoring that um, that vibrancy because the secret to any town or village is actually its presentation its vibrancy and the experience and if you get the three things right well then you, you need have no fear for your, your town and village so what I would say to the people of Leitrim people often talk about public value and who provides public value John but I can tell you the private sector provide public value as much as the local authority yeah. because all their different enterprises are providing public value. You need the business community, you need the entrepreneur, you know, they bring an element of that vibrancy. Uh, so, like, my desire for the towns and villages of Leitrim is that, you know, the, 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 the dereliction is gone, the vacancy is gone, a function is put back, and there's people living in them, and I just think it will, you know, elevate the county a step further than it currently even is. One thing that's very important in relation to any local authority taking on ambitious projects is that at the very start they're able to provide that match in funding. Leitrim is a relatively small county, so again that adds to the challenges maybe when it comes to collecting the likes of say, property tax rates and so on and so forth that would be used for that. The bottom line is, we, we alluded to this at the start, like collectively, and that's the elected members uh, and you know the team here, we decided we'd be very ambitious for the county and we'd uh, be very strategic about what we tried to do. So that led to a very ambitious capital program, but it had to be power funded, and here's the point. So, like, there's no point in dodging the issue. If you want to propel the county forward, you have to bite this bullet and raise the finances required to power fund. And that came, obviously, by the local property tax, which doesn't come without pain, but we mm-hmm. would have felt 
it, it was worth the pain uh, to make a contribution to the capital program. And then, obviously, as you know, we had an increase in re- rates over a number of years. And those are very difficult decisions. But the bottom line is the council didn't shirk its responsibility there. Uh, we actually then ring-fenced the money, that the additional money that was collected purely for the capital program. Uh, and I think it worked very well, you know, and I think the uh, the council will be t- to commend it for the action they took there because I think in that they ensured Leitrim's future by being very strategic in that approach and maximising the drawdown of funding into the county. Some parties will oppose property tax, some individual councillors will oppose it as well. What would you say to parties like that? Or would you worry, say, for instance, if Sinn Féin ever ended up in government and their stance on the likes of property tax, would that be a cause of concern? Well, look, I, I have to admire the council here for what they did. And you, you mentioned Sinn Féin, and in fairness to the Sinn Féin members, they supported the budget, if you know what I mean, uh, and did not oppose the budget or offer a counter-proposal. So you'd have to say hats off there. Like the bottom line is, if you're going to expect government to fund you, uh, you're going to have to fulfil the requirements of government upon you, and that is you must do your element as well. You know, in fairness to this county, and it was one of the best counties in Ireland, that is, and that's why it was rewarded hugely in Dublin, this council never shirked in that responsibility. They said, we're not just down here looking for money, we're prepared to match fund it, now please give us the money. And when, once they got it, we also then got the, the project carried out in a very speedy time, you know what I mean? So what I would say to all councils, just keep an eye on the bigger picture. The bigger picture is to remain strategic, mm-hmm. you know, to have that ambition and to go for it and to make those choices. Because I think if everybody had a full understanding, you know, of what was at stake, nobody would actually be opposed to the fact that we had to raise some funding and we've only so many ways of doing it. And I think in the round it would be judged that the right decision was made. One thing that we've touched on already here is the importance of tourism in Leitrim. Uh, When we look at the sector, how worrying is it at the minute, I suppose, the lack of accommodation that is available for the tourism sector? Uh, We know the the, the reasons why that accommodation, not just in Leitrim but all over the country, has reduced with refugees, etc. Is it long-term damaging for a county that depends so much on tourism? Look, you you would hope to recover from the situation, I suppose. It's interesting what happened here with tourism. Like, if you go back to 2019, pre-COVID, the county was performing quite well in respect to tourism. And then you had, obviously, the lockdown came and this, uh, you know... uh, um, cocooning, as you know, and uh, a lot of families were cocooning, but that had an effect here, which was somewhat surprising that the boating industry did very well because the family cocooned on the boat, as you appreciate at the point, in the sense that they, they, they weren't in wider circulation, but they came as a family unit, went on the boat, so the boats were 100% occupancy for those years. Yeah. Now, invariably, you know, we were all used to then the restriction of travel. And when that's lifted, then invariably people say, well, I want to see other parts of the world as well or travel to Spain or whatever. So there was, I suppose, we've been taking a bit of a hit in that regard. And then compounding that, I suppose, is, look, at the Ukrainians were in dire need of accommodation. This county was very good to them, but it is soaking up some of the tourist potential. So in time, you would hope that that would revert and become available because it is an intrinsic part of what is required here to give the complete product. There are those in North Leitrim, the area that we predominantly broadcast to, would say, and that maybe they're not getting a biggest slice of the cake. How would you respond to that? Like, from my perspective, I was as anxious to progress North Leitrim as South Leitrim, to be quite honest with you. And that's why we very aggressively went after the Sligo Leitrim, um, you know, uh, Greenway through in Tenniskillen. And I think that will have a game-changing effect. Like, the idea that somebody can walk or cycle from, you know, the likes of Sligo 
to uh, the whole way to Enniskillen and uh, you know they'll be traversing through a huge part of Leitrim as they go so I think there'll be an amazing bounce off of that and for people who've ever gone down to experience other greenways in the likes of water where it came from or in Westport you will see the impact and the benefit I would invite him to even go down to Waterford and just see the transformation effect this has had, you know, like derelict properties along the Greenway and Waterford now are thriving businesses, you know. So we were very conscious of that, um, and hence we were very supportive of driving that project forward. And glad to say it has full government support, and it will be delivered. Uh, there's no doubt. So that's going to have a huge effect. And we'd also be looking at other tourist products further north of the county. And that's, those are being actively pursued as we speak. So I would say that North Leitrim has a very bright future, to be quite honest. And as regards the scenery, it kind of steals the show, as you know. So it has an awful lot going for it. There's plenty of towns and villages there. And what, you know, what I would say to everybody in the hospitality tourism, they should have only one objective, and the one objective is if they exceed every customer's expectation, their future will be very bright. I believe for a council to fulfil its function, it is on the strength of the partnership between the elected member, you know, who go before the people every five years for election uh, and have a mandate from the people. Uh, but the, the partnership that then they, the team in, 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 you know, in the council can have with them that's, uh, that would make it the most effective, uh, you know, deliver the most effective outcomes. So, yes, I would think that that partnership was exceptional here, and I think that resulted in the outcomes that we've seen, and I think we've had a bit of luck and running, and you need a bit of luck, John, if you know what I mean. Is it a career that you'd recommend to anybody maybe I, starting off? Yeah, well, I put it to you this way, John, and uh, I'd say to you that never, like I'm at this since 1991, to, to put it in perspective, you know, and uh, so you're talking about 32 years later and never uh, any day in my life did I mind getting out of bed to go to work. So I think that answers the question. Thank you for all your help over the last five and a half years. Just put that on record. And all we can do at this stage is wish you the very best of luck in Kilkenny. And I'm sure you won't be a stranger to Leitrim. It could be a good tourism destination and a holiday destination. Yeah, well, I'd like to think I did quite a bit for it in my time here because a lot of friends used to come up and visit me. And they were always blown away with the place, you know. Uh, now, to be quite honest, but I will be a repeat visitor. So people will be seeing me about